0: To the Web Podcast. Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. I'm here with Annika Lewis, who is the executive director at ECO Association. Thanks for being with me here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, Annika, let's get into this. So how'd you get into Web3?
1: Oh man, where to begin? <laughs> from um, the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning. All right. I will do it justice then. <laughs> How long we got? Um, Two minutes. No, I I first was exposed to Web3 back in 2016 when I was working at a Fortune 500 bank uh, on an innovation team. We looked at using blockchain uh, to do healthcare claims, which was crazy back then. Uh, And so obviously that failed miserably. And as a result, I got pretty jaded and just... Didn't really feel like the technology was ready for prime time, saw all of the Bitcoin maxis on Twitter, and kind of frankly got turned off by the noise. And so after that, I totally forgot about Web3 for several years, even throughout the 2017-2018 bull run, uh, and picked it back up in 2020. What had happened was COVID had just hit, I had also been, for a while, sort of studying currencies and macroeconomics and thinking about the future of the US dollar from a reserve currency standpoint. And with kind of that backdrop, as well as with COVID hitting and seeing all of the turmoil in the markets right at the onset, I thought, where might I, as a responsible investor, allocate capital today? Mm -hmm. And I had heard people here and there talking about Bitcoin as digital gold, And i realized that i actually didn't really have a view on whether or not i agreed with that and so that's what set me off down this path of research where i started learning about bitcoin i very quickly discovered the ethereum ecosystem and the traction and what was happening there and kind of one thing led to another and i got hooked so i spent much of 2020 and 2021 starting to Look at DAOs, contribute in different different organizations, and and learn more, uh, and then ended up going full time at the end of 2021 when when I felt like I was spending all my time on crypto and I, <laughs> I couldn't leave it any longer.
0: Okay, interesting. Okay, that's great. So you get into crypto in 2022? Uh, is that what you said? Uh,
1: late 2021. Okay,
0: so 2021 you get into crypto. What was that? Where where. What does that mean? What company? What would you do?
1: Yeah, so I'd been contributing sort of side of desk with a number of DAOs uh, kind of throughout 2021 and then ended up joining Gitcoin uh, full time. So Gitcoin is an organization focused on giving out grants and thinking about the grant making process in Web3 in the context of open source software and public goods. So I spent about a year leading the grants program at Gitcoin um, and that was where I previously was before joining the Eco Association as its executive director.
0: So is DAOs your primary passion within crypto?
1: I wouldn't say DAOs are my primary primary passion within crypto. I'm here for the monetary innovation, for the decentralization, uh, for rethinking governance contracts. Really, my, my interests in crypto are very widespread. Um, and so while DAOs are certainly an area of interest, they're not necessarily um, kind of my primary interest.
0: Um, what did you study in university?
1: I studied finance and math.
0: Finance and math? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> really? And why did you study math?
1: uh i just did a minor in math uh because i was always very quantitatively inclined liked it and was good at it thought it might give me optionality in the future
0: yeah were you one of the few females in your classes
1: certainly (laughs) (laughs) same with my finance classes
0: though right you have worked in a male dominant and and is it still the case like when you work in web3 is it still very male dominated
1: generally speaking i would say yes but it's certainly getting better
0: okay interesting okay so what is eco association
1: yeah, so the Eco Association is an organization dedicated to supporting the growth of the Eco currency and protocol. And so the next question you're inevitably going to ask is, <laughs> yes. is is what is what Eco currency? Yeah, and so Eco is a monetary experiment uh-huh. that seeks to answer the question of what might a decentralized fiat currency look like so if we were to have an internet native currency that was not tied to any specific country that could be used for transactional use cases what would that look like and so that's sort of the the premise on which we are we are trying to build you may then ask well what about bitcoin what about other cryptos out there where does eco sit in comparison and so for that let me sort of share a couple buckets that i tend to see in terms of cryptos that are out there today and then where eco sits in contrast and so if you think about the first bucket, this is where I'll put like Bitcoin and Ethereum as sort of the two headline currencies. And this is currencies that by and large today have ended up becoming speculative assets mm-hmm. um, for most intents and purposes. That's and
0: offensive so- to many, <laughs> many people. <laughs>
1: perhaps, perhaps. But I'm just kind of analyzing the state of the market today yeah. and where things are. And, you know, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but this is, in my view, a function of their design uh of transaction costs and and frankly especially in the bitcoin case of monetary policy and how how it exists and so with bitcoin for example the monetary policy is that there's a cap supply of 21 million bitcoin there can never be more than that and so that means from a monetary policy perspective and in terms of long-term flexibility as a currency it's quite rigid and so going back to my initial question of entering the space around digital gold i see bitcoin as more gold-like in terms of its properties such that it may not, in my view, become that transactional currency that that the world potentially uh, potentially could use. And so that's kind of the first bucket. And by the way, I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think both have phenomenal visions, missions, communities around them. Um, and I I draw so much inspiration from both, um, but just a little bit different from what we're trying to accomplish at ECO. Mm. The second category is stable coins. And so anyone who's close to crypto knows that there are a lot of stable coins out there. So coins that will often track the value of a specific asset. Very often that asset is the US dollar and use those for transacting uh, on, on the blockchain. And so I use those today, many others use those today and they're excellent, they have very high utility. But if we zoom out a little bit and think about kind of the future of blockchain and where we're headed, if we end up using stable coins as the primary transactional mechanism, I feel like that's kind of selling short the promise of blockchains right many of us are here because we believe in decentralization we believe in bottom-up governance of a monetary system and ultimately stable coins are replicating what we have with fiat currencies and just bringing it on chain
0: there's not really any value to a stable coin that the current currencies don't offer is that right like the traditional us dollar
1: yeah i mean there, there's value in that it replicates it on chain sure but it's not creating a net new system it's right. Taking the old system on chain and so why i'm so excited about what we're building at eco is that it combines the best of both worlds in terms of having all of the technology the decentralization the promise of blockchains and everything that comes with having something on chain but also brings along a lot of kind of the frankly pragmatism and human judgment and discernment that we have in fiat currency systems and central banking today. And so that's sort of the high-level premise of, of the project. Um, we can in, get in more to how we do monetary policy and all of that, but those are kind of the basics.
0: Where, what is it? Um... What blockchain is it built on?
1: It is built on Ethereum today.
0: Okay. And is are you launching or have plans to launch on other blockchains as well?
1: Um, not in the near future. There are plans to launch on, on layer two systems. We, mm-hmm. we obviously see the problem of high transaction fees and yeah. we are actively at work on that. Um, <clears throat> but beyond that, not on other layer ones at this time.
0: Okay. So um, how is ECO different to the 20,000 other cryptocurrencies or crypto tokens out there?
1: Yeah, so as I said, I think kind of the differentiating factor here is how we've combined the best of on-chain with the best of off-chain. And so maybe I'll talk a little bit here about our monetary policy and how that's decided, because it's very unique and I haven't seen it anywhere in the crypto space. So in terms of the eco token supply, we actually have a group of 20, I'll call them central bankers, we call them trustees in the eco protocol, um, and they enact monetary policy on-chain every two weeks. So what that means is we've got this group of 20 people some of them are crypto experts some of them are you know former central bankers or economists and don't really have anything to do with crypto but they're interested in this monetary experiment and thinking about what the future of money might mm. look like and so those people have different levers they can pull every two weeks so they vote do we want to inflate the token supply do we want to decrease it do we want to do an interest rate lockup? they have these levers to play with and all 20 of them will vote on chain every two weeks and then the highest ranking policy automatically gets enacted and that's then the policy for the following two weeks so it's interesting it kind of mimics the traditional central bank construct where you've got a group of people who are coming together to decide policy um but this is done in you know a more public way uh and totally all traceable on chain
0: are how are the these central bankers or this this organization or these group of people how are they incentivized
1: Yeah, so they're incentivized through an allocation of tokens. So for their one year term, uh, they receive an allocation of tokens, and only if they successfully do their votes every two weeks, do they get those tokens. Oh, so
0: like if they skip a vote, they skip a week or or something like that, then they don't get exactly. Okay, Um, so when they um, so when they're engaging in conversation, is the community the eco community able to submit? suggestions or are they creating the options that they have to choose from?
1: They're able to submit suggestions in the sense of we have a channel in our discord called trustee community where the community and the trustees engage in dialogue Mm -hmm. and kind of talk about different things that are going on with monetary policy, but they're not actually as non trustees able to make an on chain proposal. Um, So they're able to kind of help influence the trustee discussion and dialogue that's going on. But it's only this trusted group of trustees that are able to actually propose something on chain and then vote on it.
0: Is the purpose of eco? To be used as a currency
1: that's the idea we believe that there's an opportunity for a new currency a new money uh that can really give transactional use cases um kind of what they haven't necessarily seen in crypto yet today and so that's that's the long long long-term goal of course it's it's a big bold mission but that's what we're after
0: and right now the value is based on um the supply and the demand of the token that's right it's not backed or represented by an app or something like that like many crypto tokens this isn't this isn't a fundraising mechanism for eco to build some type of technology other than the token itself
1: no it's not
0: that's right so is the eco community a DAO?
1: yeah that's a really great question which has a very nuanced answer Uh, And so the short answer is no, the eco community is not a DAO in the truest sense of the word. And this is something I've discussed at length with many others in the community. Do we want to call ourselves a DAO? Do we not? Right. Because... I'll tell you some properties that the eco community has, and you can make an assessment for yourself of whether you think it is a DAO or not. So the eco community has a discord of many highly engaged members. It has a treasury, a community treasury in and of itself. It has governance. So token holders are able to vote through governance to determine how that treasury is dispersed. Um, and so what you may end up saying here is that, Hey, this looks like it has a lot of the attributes that I see in many other DAOs today Mm -hmm. and. We're kind of taking sort of a a DAO Puritan stance in this, which is, you know, is it truly decentralized, autonomous and an organization? Many self-proclaimed DAOs out there today are not necessarily autonomous or decentralized or organizations. And so because we feel we don't meet that kind of initial sort of pure bar of what is a DAO, um, we've erred away from using that term, even though... We share a lot of the similar sort of character characteristics and values around decentralization, around bottoms up building, um, and we are very very open in terms of our community publicly.
0: So you so you are so there's a level of decentralization because you have 20 people voting. So there's like a small level of decentralization there on this monetary policy, yep. but it's not decentralized to the degree that community members can submit proposals on these uh on these monetary policies in any official way on chain
1: so yes but i'll I'll sort of caveat that a little bit so yes the monetary policy and the trustees being sort of gated to a group of experts is by design Um, that said we do also have our community governance process which runs separate to monetary policy governance and that anyone can vote on Um, all you need to have is the eco token and so for that you could say Jarrett wants to propose, uh, I will build an education module to teach prospective users about eco and get them onboarded with the currency. You could come to our community governance forum and say, hey team, this is what I'm thinking I'm going to do. I want this many eco to do it. And you could put it to a vote. And then the community would vote on that with their tokens. And if it was approved on chain, you would automatically get those funds and so all of the community governance side mm. of things is totally permissionless. The trustee side and the monetary policy governance is by design a little bit more permission because we think it's there's value in, in sort of a group of experts, at least at the onset, um, overseeing that piece.
0: So. Um how are the in actually i've got two questions let me ask this first how are votes uh attributed is it one vote per wallet one vote for token uh how does that work
1: yeah so for the community governance side of things it's one vote per token okay uh for the trustees uh it uses a different system called board account voting uh whereby the trustees see all of the ranked proposals and then they themselves rank them in order of first to last okay and then all of those results get culminated and uh and, and and analyzed to determine the winner
0: so then, how does uh, how do how does a new trustee be appointed if someone resigns, for example, or their term is up, and and how long are their terms?
1: Yeah, great question. So this is all very new. The trustee slate uh, kind of came in came in in January of this year. Um, for the first slate of trustees, they were elected for a one year term. And they were all elected by community governance so okay. the community got to see sort of who are all these people do we want to elect them yes or no ended up electing this slate and we haven't had any trustees depart as of yet but if we did that would be a really interesting community governance problem to solve does the community okay. want to elect a new one right away does the community want to leave the current slate uh until the one-year term is up and then reevaluate uh that is something that hasn't come across our plate yet but inevitably will at some point point. and so yeah. Those are the types of conversations we'll, we'll certainly be having at the end of this term when we think about trustee re-elections and how, how those are done. Um, but we haven't had that happen this year to date.
0: So, the, So the group of people that created ECO didn't build that mechanism on the white paper or in the governance at all, they're leaving that open to the community.
1: Yeah, there's a lot in Eco's design that is left open to the community. Mm. And I mean, even the trustees, frankly, and how they think about their their mandate and how they want to execute on it, a lot of that is left open to them. And so the trustees are even debating themselves, like, what should we be optimizing for? How should we be running this? Um, So there is a very sort of healthy level of decentralization of objective setting built in. Um, The white paper is certainly prescriptive in certain things about the vision of the currency. And I highly recommend anyone interested go and read that. But there is a lot of room for creativity from the community.
0: Is the target audience, um, the user of ECO, is the target user just the regular web 3 wallet holder today or are you targeting kind of web 2 users or are you going for like the sophisticated you know speculative investor who you're hoping is going to pay with eco
1: yeah i mean i would say by and large our goal is is universal and we really do want mainstream adoption that is certainly the long-term goal Mm -hmm. today i think some of the likelier communities to end up adopting it early will be more web 3 native communities um who are already on chain who have a metamask wallet who you know are, are just easier able to use it more easily um, but we are very actively working on ways that we might onboard more web 2 users uh, we've got one community member who's got a retailer he's working with that might be interested in accepting eco and doing sort of a discount program so we're exploring that avenue for actual like real world purchases so there's certainly stuff we're working on mm. but it's all very early and so I do expect that many of the early adopters will end up being web 3 native but that's certainly not the long-term vision
0: so if I understand you correctly today I can't buy eco and go spend it anywhere it's not accepted as a currency generally today. not
1: I mean I would say like ethereum and Bitcoin are also generally not accepted uh in most places today but yeah uh eco would be even less so today
0: but that is the ultimate objective is to be able to get so I can go buy a coffee with eco
1: yeah absolutely you know, we we believe there is just the time is is right for a new monetary system to emerge. Just given where blockchains are, given where digital technologies are broadly speaking, we think this is you know there's sort of a unique opportunity right now at this time in history, and so that is certainly the vision. Um, it's a big bold vision, but it is it's what we <laughs> after.
0: So I don't uh, use or buy stuff in Ethereum very often. I mostly hold Bitcoin and know stuff about Bitcoin and and Solana. And that's kind of where I play now. My kids have a lemonade stand, and I talk about this sometimes on the podcast. And they accept Bitcoin, um, and they sell lemonade. And sometimes, every once in a while, someone strolls by who happens to hold Bitcoin, and 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 they buy with uh, using the Lightning Network, and it's really quick and easy awesome. and cheap, and it's pretty cool. Now, um, is there a mechanism on Ethereum that makes these types of transactions? simple and cheap and fast, or do you need to use like a layer two? Do you need to build on Polygon or something like that to do that? Or is that still something that's coming?
1: Yeah, great question. I would say Lightning Network on Bitcoin is decently analogous to many of the layer two solutions on Ethereum. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got optimistic roll ups, you've got CK rollups, you've got all different types of sort of infrastructures there. Um, I think the L2 ecosystem, broadly speaking, on Ethereum is still decently nascent, it's way further ahead of where it was a year or two ago, um, but it's still pretty new, but um, we're, we're getting there. I, I don't know, I've never used Lightning, frankly, so I haven't personally seen like what the power of, of doing a, a payment in the Lightning network is, but I have experience paying on L2s, on the Ethereum network, and it's it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, well, maybe you wanna come buy some lemonade this weekend.
1: Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> you can set me up with a new Bitcoin wallet and we'll, oh, we'll yeah. get it going. Oh yeah,
0: and they'll accept anybody's Bitcoin. <laughs> so, um, okay what are um, e-collectives
1: yeah so one of the interesting governance structures that we have and that we're exploring building out further is e-collective which is you know um, cutely sort of the word collective with eco in front of it <laughs> oh I um, see <laughs> and oh it
0: actually is e-collective yeah
1: we talk about like the e-community and the right. e-collectives and there's oh, the very e-collution good. you know you, very good. <laughs> you, you, you get the gist um, Today, we have a group called the Builders E Collective, which I think is a really interesting experiment in sort of sub governance um, in the context of, of kind of decentralized governance, generally speaking. And so, what the Builders E Collective is, is a group of sort of anytime between five and 10 builders uh, who are very active builders on Eco and, and very engaged in the community. And they themselves will request a sum of funds from the community treasury which then they will distribute to individual builders who wanna build something or or test something cool on eco.
0: So they're like a project manager who would hire out builders?
1: In a way, I mean, if if I think about sort of the the contrast, we have, as I mentioned before, this community governance process where you or anyone can go and submit a proposal and get funding for something. But that process right now is pretty cumbersome. It requires you to know solidity. Um, It requires a little bit of handholding. And so rather than having every single new person who comes to the community wanting funding, having to go through that process, they can go to these e-collectives and say, hey, here's my idea and get funding at the drop of a hat with a much quicker turnaround. Of course, the e-collectives are all still figuring out, you know, their metrics for success and frameworks and how they're gonna think about deciding whether or not to fund projects. But it's a really interesting experiment in sub-governance where you've got these small groups of people kind of convening, collaborating, trying to figure out their own kind of how they work together, uh, and then doling out funding themselves rather than it being doled out specifically from the protocol from an individual request.
0: How big is the treasury? Uh,
1: The community treasury today is about, I believe it's 10 billion eco.
0: 10 billion eco. And what's the value of eco-ish?
1: One and a half cents, give or take.
0: Okay, so, and is uh, s- sorry if if you had said this. Is the e collective groups are they? Uh, can anyone form an e collective? Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: It's all totally permissionless.
0: Okay, and and then anyone can kind of approach these e collectives and be like, hey, I've got an idea. Can you help me get some funding for this? Exactly. Okay, and what type of things are people building?
1: Yeah, so within the Builder's collective Day, we've had a bunch of things. We've had Discord bots. Um, so we've had people come in and, and create a new bot because the community wants to have a new decision-making mechanism on Discord. Um, we've had actually one one creator came in and built a whole... Uh, experience in the metaverse in a tool called sandbox not sandbox VR but a crypto a crypto thing called sandbox uh, where you can actually go in and like play these games and win eco points and all of this all of this different stuff um, so we've had very creative ideas like that um, as I mentioned before we've got one contributor who's looking at real time um, payments with with a merchant and actually doing something in the real world. So uh, it's pretty diverse in terms of the types of things people are building and what they're requesting funding for and largely community driven so far. So all of this has kind of been bottoms up and emergent, people saying, hey, I have an idea, this is what I wanna build. One thing we the association are gonna start working on in the near term is thinking about, okay, what do we actually want to incentivize people building? In addition to seeing bottoms up requests from the community, Mm. we can put out say requests for proposals and give a spec of what we would like to see built and then invite folks from the community, folks from outside the community to come in and build that and get paid to do that.
0: Okay. Interesting. And when we look at eco, it, the term leads me to believe you have something to do with the environment.
1: Yeah, there's a long story there. Uh, but long story short, that is that is not not the case. Not we're the not case. Not an ecological project. No. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, that's good. Thanks for clarifying clearing yeah, yeah, that for me. Okay, so what's ahead for the association and what's ahead for the protocol?
1: Yeah. So the association is a very new entity. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, the idea of standing up RFP grants. So we're going to get a grants program going so that we can start more actively bringing in both folks from our community and from other communities to build towards the advancement of the currency and the protocol. Mm-hmm. So that's an area where I personally am spending a lot of time and hope to be launching something in the near future. Um, the other piece is building on L2. So we talked about that a little bit earlier, but making eco easier, faster, cheaper to transact. And so there's sort of the transaction element of the L2 and also the ease of use element. So we've got some interesting tools being developed in terms of bringing on board web to users and helping make that experience much more like the lemonade stand you mentioned and, mm. and kind of giving a wow experience to people who are starting up. So yeah, lots, lots underway. Um, but my, my focus in the near term is really kind of building out the association and figuring out how we can enable and activate this community that we have.
0: How many, um, is this a large organization? The association? Uh, the association is it's just two, a cu- two, of, two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like you got some work to do. We that is a lot of, that is a lot of things to undertake with just a couple of you. Um, and is this um do you guys have concerns with regulation
1: yeah i mean anyone working in the crypto space has has concerns with regulation um i think for us you know we're we're a little bit different than many other other currencies and so um you know we are not a stable coin and so there's there's differences there mm. um you know we're not ethereum we're not bitcoin um so there's certainly differences there but yeah, we are certainly uh, very conscious of regulation and the jurisdictions in which we operate. And that's something that's, of course, top of mind, like many other crypto projects.
0: Are you headquartered in the United States?
1: The association is headquartered in Switzerland.
0: OK, excellent. Yeah. All right. So I mean, this is fascinating. This is certainly the most, uh, you know, we I've never had a conversation about something like this before. And are there other do you have competition or other people trying to do something similar to this?
1: There are certainly many other projects that are doing sort of algorithmic coins or, or different sort of iterations on on monetary policy and what that looks like like luna <laughs> yeah like,
0: that's all i know when you say algorithmic no, coins. no <laughs> i mean there are others
1: um but you know i haven't seen anyone doing anything quite like this hmm. with like the trustee model where yeah. you've got actually actual humans in the loop um the closest thing that i would say that is analogous that i can point to is coinbase recently recently released uh, a write-up on a bunch of ideas they wanted to see built and they talked about a concept called flat coins which are flat. like flat okay. coins, yes like okay. flat um which they sort of described as stable to some sort of metric but not necessarily to you know the us dollar um and that's sort of more in the vein of, of sort of the problem space we're tackling um thinking about you know purchasing power and other other methods of, of sort of thinking about stability so flat coins are probably the closest thing i can point to in the space but no there's no other project out there doing quite like what we're doing that i can point to
0: sometimes we hear about the um blockchain trilemma of scalability security and decentralization where do you guys fit in that
1: yeah i mean we are not a layer one blockchain in and of itself right we we have a token on the ethereum blockchain Mm. and so i would think about that more in the context of ethereum than of eco uh itself today
0: excellent what else do you want to say anything else you want to add? This has been really interesting.
1: Yeah, We've uh, covered it all. Haven't we? <laughs> I mean, we've covered a lot. I think I'll say, you know, we're still very early in in the grand scheme of both crypto at large and eco in the context of blockchain projects. Uh, now is a great time to get involved if anyone is interested. I know you teach at UBC, and it's probably many of your many of your students who are watching this. And so, if anyone is interested, I would highly recommend checking out eco.org, where you can read more about the currency and the protocol itself. You can also join our Discord and. Honestly, if this speaks to you and you want to kind of jam on the future of money and just this this piques your interest and you're a bit of a macroeconomics nerd like me, uh, hit me up on on Twitter. Reach out. Uh, my Twitter is Annika Says. You can find me in my DMs. And uh, yeah, definitely would love to get uh, more community members on board. And so if anyone listening is is piqued uh, in terms of their interest, definitely let me know.
0: Oh, that's great. This has been such an interesting conversation. I mean, I've got a lot to think about now. Um, <laughs> that's great. Annika, I really appreciate you spending some time with us. You've really clearly laid out um, so many like fairly complex ideas, really simply, which is really helpful. And so um, I think you know a lot of people will be able to listen to this and really understand exactly what ECO is, is going for, which is great. So I really appreciate you being with me here today.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Brett.
0: Thanks.